0: Hi, I'm Kevin Pike, and you are listening to episode 76 of my Look What I Made podcast. The track I'm going to play for you this podcast is called Out of the Plains." It's from my album of the same name, and actually when I say my album, I mean... I'm one of three on this album. It's a collaboration I did with drummer and bassist John Cochin and multi-instrumentalist David C., who on this record, he plays a whole bunch of instruments, including uh, Hurdy-Gurdy, Musical Saw, Harmonica, Yak Horn, and uh, the list goes on. So on um, on this record, what we did is we recorded a bunch of free improvisations, and then I went back and edited them. Um, uh, well, mixed them down and then edited some of them together. Uh, most of the most of the tracks on the album are just the, uh, a free improvisation from beginning to end. But there are some where I took a couple p- improvisations and overlapped them. And, uh, and then this particular one I'm going to play for you is the most edited piece on the record. And on this one, what I did is I took the very first improvisation that we did, the very first time we got together... Um, that all three of us had played together and um, was actually just a a warm-up track so i could get uh, volume levels but i was so excited about how it sounded that i decided i wanted to use parts of it to create a song Um, so i hadn't even started this started recording this track from when david started playing his Um, hurdy-gurdy i kind of came in midway from when he was playing it but some of the early stuff that he did um I really liked, and I got the idea to um, use what he played as the basis of a melody for this song. So let me backtrack for a second and talk about David's hurdy gurdy. David has this instrument um, called the hurdy gurdy, which is kind of an ancient instrument. It was, um, I think, very popular in the Middle Ages and then kind of disappeared, but it still exists today. And what this instrument is is it's kind of um, has a box shape, looks looks like a guitar or a violin or something like that. Um, but what it's got is a wheel that's underneath the strings, and it's got a crank on the end. So you, you, you turn the crank, and that turns the wheel. It rubs against the strings, and then that's what creates the sound. And then on the side, it has keys. So if you press down on the keys, it's like pushing down on the, um, on the strings, on the, on the frets, as if you were playing guitar. Um, but you use these keys instead. And the sound that it creates is a drone-like sound. The first time I heard it, I, it made me think of the bagpipe. Um, and the reason it gets that drone sound is because you got to keep the, the wheel turning so that it'll, um, you know, make make a sound. So David has one of these instruments, and he brought it over, and he started playing it. And he played this line that I really liked um, in the very beginning. kind of went away from it later on in our improvisation, but in the very beginning he played it. So I got this idea to copy this line and make it the basis of a song. So I, I took what he played. You'll hear it in the introduction. Um... And um, what I did is I I copied parts of it so that we've got, uh, it it basically becomes um, uh, an A-A-B-A form, I believe. I'll have to think about this now. Maybe I did four A's and then one B. That might might be the form. But at any rate, um, I did have to do some digital editing to get the melody to be the way that I wanted. Um, And then what I did is I went in and added baritone sax. I learned the part. And then I started, I recorded myself playing Barry Sachs uh, with David. And the drums that you hear on that, they were always on the track. It was um, John playing drums, um, backing up David for when he was, he started just playing on the hurde-gurdy And then on this um, improvisation that we did, I, I uh, had my alto. And so I, I started playing over it. And that is the basis for the middle section. And um, since I was still trying to get le- levels, like I mentioned, this was um, really just our warm-up track. But I liked uh, I liked it so much that I I wound up using it uh, for one of the songs on the record, but um, a, as a result, I didn't quite have the levels right, and the saxophone was kind of overpowering on on um, both the herdy gurdy mic and the drum mics because we played together all in one room, and um, so I wound up um, bringing it the mic that I had for my saxophone. I actually had to pretty much turn off all the way in the final mix because I bled so much through the other mics, so that this the alto sax sound in this piece. Um, it does. It's, it, it sounds a little bit different than what you normally hear from my instrument because it is. It's not close mic'd. It's it's basically my, my saxophone bleeding through the mics from a distance. So it, it's kind of a. Um, it sounds like I'm you know playing in a room versus playing right up next against the microphone. Um, so, but what I did then too is I um, decided since I had put the Barry Sax to to play with the Hurdy Gurdy in the beginning for the melody, I might as well have the her, the Barry Sax continue playing on through the middle section, um, with the alto. So it's kind of like a double solo where the, the Barry sax and the alto are interacting, even though it's, it's all me, um, playing those two parts. And then to, uh, give the, you know, the song a common form, I bring the head back at the end. And, uh, this time though, I add an alto over it. So I had to, so I, I, um, played the alto part. Um, I, you know, played it on Barry, played it on alto and, and it goes with the hurdy-gurdy. Um, but I, once, one thing I want to say is that what I love about this melody is that even though there are definite notes and it, it follows kind of a logical form, there are little bits and pieces in between the key notes where it's, uh, he um, David's either playing a note that's a little bit off um, or it just has this like space where it stretches a little bit longer than you would expect. And and I use that for um, when I was having the saxophones play the melody to just um, have an opportunity to just fill in that, that space with uh, either, you know, a, kind of a, a free improv lick um, or, uh, or, or we, we also do this echo effect where it's like whatever David plays on the hurdy-gurdy then the, the berry matches that but it's a little bit behind and then the alto does the same thing so it's like this echo effect or almost as if like we're playing it around um, and the reason I did that is because I, I wanted to keep this whole, uh, feel, this whole sense that the entire uh, song was a free improvisation um, even though you know only seventy-five percent of it was, because I had to add additional tracks afterwards. So, and then um, I, I will also mention that John plays brushes on this piece, which I think is a really nice sound. Um, it it, um, it 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 makes it so that it, the drums aren't overpowering, which I think and sometimes in free jazz you can you can get to that point where it, the, the drums just get too too strong and they kind of overshadow a lot of what else is being done. So, by doing brushes, it it kind of um, adds to the to the sound and lets the hurdy-gurdy be the, the main, um, piece of this, uh, the main focus of this piece. So, um, the other thing I want to mention is that this, this album out of the plains, it's, um, it's kind of an abstract exploration of the great plains. Um, you know, things that have happened in the past and what it means now. And I, I am, I live in Nebraska and, um, having been here for 12 years and driven all over the state, I've, I've seen a lot of different things and learned a lot about the history in this part of the country. And one thing that strikes me is, um, that, you when you, you know, when you learn about this region, you realize that for, um, hundreds of years, it, it was occupied by native Americans and they, you know, and they lived here until white settlers came in and basically eradicated them from the area. And, um, when you drive through the state, there are, are a few Indian reservations, and and then the rest of the state is kind of like uh, farming and uh, small towns um, outside of Omaha, which is a, a kind of a major city. And so it's just kind of weird to see this mix of um, of of cities and small towns, and to think about what was there in the past. And so a lot of this record is kind of. Um, i don't want to say it's about that but it's just it's kind of that was is in my mind when we were recording these pieces and when i was mixing them down and so i i feel like this piece in general creates um, a little bit of that sense that uh you know this this comes out of the plains this music and um there's there's such a history here that is some of it is very sad but also very powerful and and it's just such an interesting mix of of what exists here in the in the Midwest and the Great Plains. Alright, I will play the piece for you now. This is Out of the Plains from the album of the same name. You can get this on CD Baby Amazon, iTunes, it's on Spotify, and I've also posted it on YouTube. Thanks for checking out my Look What I Made podcast. I've got lots more music at my website, kpikemusic.com. That's dot com. Or just do a search for Kevin Pike Music, and you'll find my music on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, and more.